Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey, everybody, Wendy Sellers here, the HR lady with JC. Aloha. We have been talking about how to connect with coworkers, regardless of your role, manager, HR, or uh, somebody that doesn't manage people. Why? Because we work with these other humans thousands of hours a year, and it would be nice if we could at least get along, have some connection. Uh, my coworkers have my back, you have their back, and ta-da-da, everything's great. We attract and retain awesome staff and we get things done. What I want to talk about in this final section, though, is about those coworkers that are a nightmare. How do we work with them without losing our minds? Carefully, by setting boundaries and keeping them as far away from your mental sanity as possible. Would that be right? Yes. It was? But let's, okay. We, let, let's face it, though. We can't we can't pick our coworkers, and we can try to avoid them, but we're not going to be able to avoid people forever because there's, they're there for a reason, whether you believe it or not. They're there for a reason. You're there for a reason. You're on this team and this project together for a reason. And so instead of, you know, going all around them and avoiding them, I want to talk about some tips to help you deal with the negative coworkers. And JC, we've already touched on some already. You know, it's it's basically about, you know, putting yourself in their shoes. And the only way you can do that is unfortunately get to know them. So that means you need to maybe go for a brisk walk, have a coffee or a sedative <laughs> and say, okay, I have to go deal with this person. So I need to form a connection with them. I need to for me, I like to say I need to get to know them on a personal level, if possible. Not everybody's going to want to get to know you um, just because it's they're, they're super private. Yeah. Uh, and if I can't break through on that, like, okay, what can I do to help them? Let me give them something that they need. And then maybe, maybe that will at least give us some kind of bond. What other tips do you have to deal with negative coworkers? Set your boundaries. Establish clear boundaries with your coworkers, particularly if you feel like they're taking a too much of your time and energy. Those energy vampires will get you. Communicate openly and honestly. If you're having issues with a coworker, try to just be open and honest about what your concerns are. Bring things to the table. Be genuine. And look, seek support. If you're struggling to manage a difficult coworker, consider seeking support. Let it be from your manager or HR. Everyone's there to help you out in the process and take care of yourself. It's important to prioritize your own well-being. And working with difficult coworkers is really, really hard sometimes. Wendy, I've got an example of a difficult coworker story here that I'd like to share with you. No so that names, you could, please. No, no names. names. No names. <laughs> uh, but I'll read this off and let you uh, decipher, analyze, and, and put your, your HR lady flavor on it. Quote, I started working at a new co-working space, and it turns out that not one, but two of the guys I work with, I met on Tinder. I ghosted one of them, and they ghosted me. What's the best part? We all agreed to pretend that we didn't know each other, and it's been going on for months. But the room is very small. I'm having a hard <laughs> time avoiding them at the coffee machine every morning. End quote. <laughs> Back to you. 
Yeah, internet dating. Okay, then. Well, I don't know. Maybe don't ghost people in the future. Uh, maybe what you can learn from there is like, you know what? I might run into these individuals in real life and I might need to tell them instead of just ghosting them, I might need to say from now on, hey, you know, it was great meeting you, but I just don't think this is, we're going to work, whatever it might be. So we can, I think you can probably find a podcast on dating advice for that folks. So we'll <laughs> leave you there. But you know what I, I want, we talked about earlier about listening. Um, if you have a negative coworker, you really need to, you know, put your game face on, take a few deep breaths. Again, for some of you, that might also be a sedative too, but you need to listen to them and make them feel heard because they may be negative because they have a point and a really good point. Like nobody listens to me. I've been saying this for, for three months and nobody's listening to what's wrong with the project or the product. If somebody would just listen, then you will all understand what I'm trying to say and that we can fix this if you just listen to me. And here's the thing, if they're right, if they're saying I have the fix, but nobody's listened to them, I'd be negative too. Yeah. I'd be like, you know what? I don't want to be part of the team. You clearly, I'm not part of this team. You're not listening to me. Right. Well, I'm not, I'm not listening to you because you're negative Nelly all the time, but they, you know, you, you just have to kind of look around that and say, okay, they're negative Nelly. However, they have a really good point. And for me personally, whether I'm HR, whether I'm a manager or whether I'm a coworker or just another human being, I, I don't love this conversation, but I have it often, even with, you know, people in my friend groups to say, hey, I just want to talk to you about what happened yesterday or in that meeting. From my perspective, this is how I felt. This is how your tone and your your um, language made me feel. And I was very uncomfortable there. But I don't say it like you're a jerk and, you know, you're, you talk like this all the time because then I'm attacking them. And they're not going to listen. Yeah. So that's when you use those I statements. This is how I felt versus you, you, you. So food for thought there. But making the employee feel heard may turn them around to say, OK, I still am not happy. I'm still feeling negative, but I'm going to take these approaches in a different manner. And sometimes coming from a coworker, um, it is it's taken more seriously than coming from a manager is it, or HR. However, as JC said, you have to draw the line at some point. And you are if you are not a manager, you shouldn't be um, expected to fix all the coworkers' problems because that's not your job. So I don't want you to walk away from today saying, oh, well, Wendy, the HR lady said, you know, I have to fix all coworkers' problems. You if don't. you're a person that right. feels confident in doing that, you know, I would say we're humans, we're adults, let's give it a shot. And then if it still doesn't work, say, okay, I got to bring this to a manager if I have a good manager or another manager if my manager's not great or HR or if HR is not great, because let's face it, a lot of them aren't, is maybe bringing it up even higher. Say, I have issues and I have I need help with this. And if I don't have help with this, I can't work on this team. And usually that's when these days they'll say, oh, my God, we are, we're at, we're almost going to lose somebody. We have to do something. When an employee is upset about something at work, take that moment to hear what they have to say. They might be down because they don't think anyone's understanding them at that moment. And your active listening could pay dividends far beyond that moment in time. And if you pay attention to them and try to understand what they're going through and show a, a shred of empathy, it, it might help them feel better about what's going on. And it could help them feel less bad overall and, and like they're fully more part of the team, like Wendy said. But look, stay professional, set your boundaries, and know that there's other resources out there to help in that situation, exactly like she said. Totally reinforcing your words there, Wendy. Love it. 
Thank you. I like that. One of the things that I just want to kind of remind everybody is, you know what, we're all in this together. Even if you go to another company, you're going to deal with coworkers that maybe, you know, aren't always super positive. We don't need everybody to be jumping for joy at their job, but we want to make sure that we, um, make the environment as comfortable as possible so that everybody comes back to work, we get our work done, we go home, spend our time with our family or whatever we do in our spare time. And kumbaya, life is good. Wouldn't that be great? It would be. And 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 you know what, to that, uh, you do have a certain level of power and control over your world. You do at the end of the day. And if you desire, simply distance yourself from negative situations. You don't have to die on every mole hill. <laughs> you don't. You know, some battles just don't need to be fought, or maybe you don't need to be in that particular situation. So if it's a work accommodation, if you need to change desks, if you need to move teams, if you need to whatever the instance is, provide a solution while you're bringing up the problem at the same time. From the employee perspective, from the employer perspective and the manager's perspective, think about the bigger picture of it all. We don't need the negativity. Just fire that bad employee. <laughs> if it is a bad employee and if it is a negative employee, I know you were just being, uh, you know, <laughs> coy there, but facetious but, uh, and coy, but yeah, there's something yeah, to that but though. Right. No, I, I 100% agree is if you have somebody who's negative, even though they're a great producer of work, but they're bringing everybody down and you, you know, you can't, I, I wouldn't recommend just firing them because they're negative, but I would recommend um, coaching them and explaining to them in, in, in terminologies and in, in a manner that they understand of how they're affecting other people. And if they, you know, don't improve their behavior and their attitude, that they're not going to be able to be on this team and that they're not going to get transferred to somewhere else in the company because we don't want that negativity there as well. Now, we don't always know what happens in people's homes, home life or how they were raised or, you know, if they were um, in an abusive situation. And so they may not have ever been informed of this before. So just don't think you can say to somebody, stop being negative and they're going to come back to work. You may need to provide them with um, coaching, counseling, and even like, you know, mental health counseling as well. And that's what your health insurance is for. That's what, if you have health insurance and if you have an employee assistance program, that's what that, that is for too. Use it in order to connect with your coworkers and uh, especially if you're a manager or HR and make sure that you're there to bring a positive light to the entire work experience for everybody, even if your best performer happens to be a jerk. Having a bad attitude at work, it could hurt your career just as much as doing a bad job. It really can. And we all slip into bad modes every now and then. And look, a lot of employers think that a bad attitude could also be equated to the same as bad behavior, especially in today's workforce that's evolving and changing. You could be held responsible, even if your work is technically fine. And if you do have that bad attitude, you really might get fired. You really could. It just comes down to the way things come come together. Behavior problems are one of the main reasons why people get fired at the end of the day. Employers usually have the right to fire an employee with a bad attitude or doesn't follow the company rules. But it's best to try to fix the problem first, just like what Wendy's telling you today. Employees, though, they have to be talked to. They have to be warned. And if you may potentially have to put them on a plan as well to change mm -hmm. that behavior. And if the employee isn't making any progress or refuses to change their behavior, this could be a reason just to part ways and promote them to customer. Something to consider. <laughs> the, the one final good uh, thing I wanted to say before we wrap this up is, um, and, and this is this kind of, it's going to sound, sound mean, but listen, 
everybody's hiring. Um, I don't even, you know, even though there's going to be layoffs going on and things like that, people are hiring everywhere, not only in the United States, around the world for remote workers. So don't feel bad if you've done the right thing and you have to remove somebody from the team because they're probably going to find a new job pretty quickly elsewhere. And so don't feel guilty about removing a negative person from your team. With that said, these past five shows were about connecting with coworkers. Why? Because we spend thousands of hours with them a, a year thousands. and we should literally thousands and we should at a minimum not hate working with them at a maximum love working with our team mm -hmm. so that we can get stuff done. Right. Thanks for coming, everybody. See you in the next episode. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.